I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. Welcome to our teeny tiny tag. This is going to be a shorter episode. We're going to be uh, just sort of putting these in once in a while. And if um, we can get viewer feedback, viewer, podcast viewer feedback. We're not on video. I guess not. Remember, we'd have to wear makeup. Film. We're not on VHS. I would have to get out of my PJs. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Um, Well, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to go and try this teeny tiny tag, somebody had written in, actually more than one of you had written in with some suggestions, and we do appreciate the suggestions. Most of them have been very positive, and we like them, um, which was mini-sodes. And we thought, that's a great idea. Um, A smaller episode. A smaller episode. Mm -hmm. And believe me, it's easier to do a smaller episode well, at least we thought it was. We yeah. started coming up with some ideas, but um, but we're gonna try this out and just see if we can give you a little little mini soda every so often. Look, looking for a little taste from uh, you guys, though. We'd love to hear some of your feedback. We were talking about Uber drivers earlier today, and as much as we'd like to commit a teeny tiny tag to uh, just the Uber experience, between the two of us, we don't have quite enough Uber experience. So we'd love to hear from you. Your Uber experiences, be them good bad terrifying i bet you there's some scary ones (laughs) i'll bet there is so dm us on our instagram to average girls podcast and uh we're gonna have Jacqueline, our um social media editor uh take a look at those and you might just hear your experience on the next teeny tiny tag that'll be great it'd be fun okay but today we're going to talk about 10 things you didn't know about Anne and Denise. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you. I haven't shared anything with you today. And I today. haven't shared anything with no, you. No, so I might learn something new about you. You might, but you might also be bored and fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start? Okay. Okay. Um, I think this is going to surprise you. Um, I play the flute. You do? I I used to play the flute. You're a flautist? Is that what you call it? I think it is. <laughs> And this is going to be it. this is going to be even better. Okay, I was in the marching band. What? What I'm a bando? Band? What? Yes, you're a band nerd. Look I love you. it. Yes. When I, were you in the band? In junior high. And you marched? Oh, I marched my butt off. Did you play Tusk? What was the song of choice? I don't know. What you the, looked so lost right then. Did you? Uh, what did you play? I I played whatever the band guy told me to play. <laughs> I was in the guy. band. I was he. The, you know the guy in charge of the band. Mr. I can't remember his name. He, he was, was the band conductor. He was a bando. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I mean, like literally I wanted to be a cheerleader so bad. You know, like a song, I mean, a, a pep squad person. Yeah. And my dad just said, "You that is a waste of time. I will not pay for you to be doing that. And when I was in elementary school, they used to have time to go and learn an instrument. Yep. It was like, you know how they used to bring out the like uh, recorders? Yep. 
okay, that's that got me going, right? Okay. The recorder started my whole trajectory towards the next level of the flute. The flute. The the recorder is a gateway wind instrument. Basically, it's a gateway <laughs> in, wind instrument. And so I played the flute and I remember, you know, literally practicing outside outside the door of your fourth grade class, right? Your fourth and fifth grade class. And then the next leap, I mean, it's, I went to sixth grade in elementary school. Yes. Then, because it's different now, but back in the day, a long time ago, Mm -hmm. I would then go to junior high and junior high here was only seventh and eighth grade. Right. Okay. So getting to the seventh grade, I, you know, I, you go and you see all the things that you can do. They bring you out there early, you know, like, Here's Here, the cello. Here's what you can do. Well, here, you can be on the pep squad. You oh. can be an ASB. You can do all of these oh, things. I yeah. I signed up for band because I played the flute. <laughs> and I was not great at it because I didn't practice a lot. But sure. I did march and I did like it. It was pretty fun to march. Did you have a uniform? Oh, yeah. It, and I had a dickie. Oh, I love a dickie. Oh, oh a dickie's good. Dickies are the best. So a dickie, for those of you who don't know, and you're probably wondering what I'm talking about, <laughs> yes. and it's not as bad as it seems. No. It's, it's a turtleneck that is fake. It's, it's a like, mock. Yes. It's a mock whatever. Yeah. So it's, it only comes like uh, halfway down your chest. Yeah. So like you're just seeing the, the front top. of you only have it on the front. It's got the turtleneck and then it's got a front. Yeah. So and then you put your jacket on because let me tell you what marching in the strawberry festival in Garden <gasps> Grove. You marched in the strawberry festival? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, my goodness. I Every year. It was Ed Arnold was the MC of the Strawberry Festival. I'm sure he saw and announced your band. He totally did. He did. He did. It was the Portola Matadors here in Orange. A matador. So anyway, that's exciting. I know. I just thought I'd throw that out. Don't be jealous. I can't. I didn't know this about you. (laughs) I really didn't. Most people don't. That's why I'm just going to tell you. I I was pretty goofy during that time of my life. It was. We were all nerds. It's a, it was, it's a rough time. It is hard. Getting into junior high. Do you play the piano? I don't. I should have. So I, you never picked up another instrument. That was it. That was it. I, okay. I, I didn't love it. No. Well. I'm not mus- that musical. And even if I was, I didn't practice. And you have to have some discipline. You do. It turns out in order to be a musician. Yeah. You have to actually play the, the instrument. Practice the instrument. Yeah. You should probably practice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me... Tell me something I don't know about you. Okay. I don't know if you knew this or not. Did you know that I lived six months in London I, when I was in college? You probably knew I, that. I, I he- I've heard that you were in London, but I yeah. didn't remember about the details. I took, a, I took a semester abroad, so to speak, but I didn't have a job. And at the time, there was some sort of work exchange that they would allow you to do. And so I was able to work for... Uh, about six months while I was living there in London, I worked at Harrods, oh, at the largest I've department store. I've never been in the world. there, but I want to go. It's pretty amazing. I worked um, in their, I think it was called Executive Designers Department. I don't even know, um, which was next to the Hat Department. And the reason I tell you this is because this is my number one and two of things you didn't know about me. Uh, the reason it was important that I was working next to the hat department is that one day Princess Diana came in no. to buy a hat. And you saw her? I saw her. No way. In person. In person. But here's the thing. You know, she was killed with Dodi Al-Fayed, the man she was right. dating. His dad, Mohammed Al-Fayed, was the owner of right. Herod's. He 
was i think he was madly in love with princess diana i think he sort of set up that whole i could be completely wrong but i think he encouraged his son the to father was the in love father with her. everyone was in love everyone with her. was in love with her so what i mean by that is like he encouraged his son like this is really something you should do she's the best and blah 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 um she was still married to charles at the time i believe when she came in this was in the early 90s yeah it's early 90s like maybe 1990 um the day before, we got called in to Mr. Al-Fayed's office, and we went up to this huge boardroom, like on the seventh floor or something. We go in this huge boardroom, and he talked to all of us. There was probably about 15 of us that worked in this department that was connected to the hat department and gave us very strict instructions as to how we were to behave. She was coming in with her security details. She was coming in with her assistant, et cetera, et cetera. You are not to speak with her. You are not to make eye contact no with her. Way. No way. You really can't make eye contact? You were not supposed to. He was like, I will literally fire all of you. Any of you who makes eye contact with her, you're done. I mean, it was a very, like, I was a little freaked out because I was always like a Princess Di-ophile. Plus, as a American, as American we yeah. just think that, like, we're, we're entitled to, like, touch people or, right. like, yeah. you know, like, stars, like, I want your autograph. Can I have, and like, yeah. Royals, we don't get that. We didn't get it at all. And of the, I still don't get it. Of <laughs> the people who were up there, there were two Americans, me and another girl. And we were both like, okay. And we were jazzed to be able to see her. But at the same time, now all these rules are coming down on us. And we're like, okay, whatever. So it was very anticlimactic when she came in. She looked embarrassed. The eyes were sort of down. Like, like I would expect. She was kind of like, ugh. Like, kind of hating her life be normal she wanted to be normal and she was like you know a monkey in a cage it was was, really unfortunate it really is but that's really exciting for it was exciting though she was way across the room but there she was and i did work at harrods for it wasn't the entire six months i had several other jobs and then they had their big summer sale and i had heard from other people oh if you apply you'll probably get this job blah 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 i didn't I took my resume over there, got a call almost immediately. I on my resume, I had worked a summer at JC Penney in <laughs> Reading. NorCal, what's up? I had worked at JC Penney and they were like, You come in, please. They sat me down for an interview and the lady Who was like Who would have ever thought? The lady was like, I see that you've worked at JC Penney and I'm like and? and she, I mean, I didn't know what she was getting at. And she's like, well, our business model is modeled after the JCPenney business model. Harrods is modeled after JCPenney's? They're, they're modern. Yes, this is in the early 90s. They were like, she was like impressed out of her mind that I had worked there. And I was like, sounds great. Let's do this. And she, they hired me <laughs> on the spot because of my JCPenney experience. That's my Harrod experience. There you go. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Yep. Well, that's... That really blew me away that you saw Princess Diane. Thank you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna one up you. <gasps> I can't wait. So my, I have seen in concert Uh-oh. when I was 12. You might know this about me. Uh oh. But everybody else probably will be surprised. Elvis Presley. Shut up. Yes. Did I know that? I don't know if I knew that. How? <laughs> I what, just like the year? look on your face oh. right now. <laughs> what year was this? I I was 12. Okay, he died in 76. Was he fat, Elvis? He wasn't skinny. He wasn't skinny. No, he's wore, he wore the jumpsuit. It was at the um, Com- Anaheim Convention Center. Oh, it was right here in Orange County. Yes, it was. Oh. My mother is a fanatic. Go, go. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Um, she loves Elvis Presley. Always has. I remember growing up and listening to his music all the time. Yeah. And um, yeah, my dad surprised her. Mm-hmm. And 
we went and saw Elvis Presley. Oh, I'm starstruck we right now. We were close enough that I remember it. I remember we were kind of towards the back of him on the side. So it wasn't mm. like we were front row or anything. Okay. But close enough that I have the memory. And I just rem- I remember somebody going like, my wife loves you. Oh. And him saying, I love her. Oh. You know, like this whole interaction. I just remember sweat. Really? Yeah. No, I, I. it's kind of weird the things I remember. I didn't realize what it meant sure. to see something like that sure. at the time sure. because it was just what it was. Yeah. When he passed, when he when he died, mm-hmm. I remember, I mean, my mom was devastated. People were devastated. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, I saw him in concert. Right. I've seen John Denver in concert. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I know. I don't mean to brag. <laughs> what do these two guys have in common? They're both gone. They're both gone. So maybe if you have Denise at your concert, you might want to watch out. <laughs> if she shows up, you might want to escort her out or run for the hills. That's so impressive, though. I mean, Isn't I so cool? many questions about Elvis Presley for you, but at twelve years old, you were just you were answers. just kind of experiencing like what was in front of you. I wouldn't know anything about yeah. it. You know, I mean, I've never been the person that was like just head over heels over one yeah. artist right. or one actor actress i don't get starstruck right i don't but your mom brought that energy she must have loved it oh she i i don't even really remember that experience from that point of view but i just remember since it's happened and it's kind of an icebreaker i've used that at work when (laughs) i I, you know i'm like what's your first concert you know yeah and i'll be like this isn't my it probably was my first concert I was 12 years old, but my parents loved music and they loved live music. So we saw a lot of bluegrass and a lot of different things that were just out there, you know, and we would go and see different people. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah. You're armed for two truths and a lie, that game. (laughs) (laughs) Like no one would believe it. Exactly. Um, Okay, I'll go next. I, this is kind of dumb. Well, I mean, there's, these are all kind of dumb. They are kind of meaningless. Um, The worst job I ever had. I worked one day at a tanning bed salon (laughs) in Provo, Utah. I had a girlfriend who was like, hey, you want to make a quick 50 bucks? And I'm like, sounds great. (laughs) And so we went to this tanning bed salon that's actually still there. I saw it not long ago. Yes, it's still there. Uh, I guess they need tanning bed salons in Utah. They do. Everyone's pretty pasty. Yeah. Yeah. we didn't even make it through the night. The amount of weird bodily fluid that we were coming upon. What? Yeah. Ew. We both went, okay. And this is 80, late 80s. So there wasn't this whole glove up biohazard, you know, uh, situation where. I wouldn't have even thought of this. Well, and it, now I think how it works. If you go to a tanning bed, the minute you walk out, the, the person who's working there walks in, does a real quick wipe down, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that that's what was going on Ugh. because it was it was gnarly. And so we left and didn't get paid. I just remember going, I can't do this. And she's like, neither. We kind of like met in the hallway. We were both in separate rooms cleaning. We met in the hallway and I was like, I can't do this. She goes, neither can I. And we just left our stuff on the floor and walked out the door. Nice. You're welcome. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's disgusting. Okay, you're next. Okay, um... You know this about me, but um, it's kind of interesting. My parents divorced and my dad got remarried. And he, so he had two kids. Mm-hmm. I have a sister from my original parent, my, my dad and my mom. Yes. And Jill is 10 years younger than me. Right. And then when my dad got married, he had another daughter that's 10 years younger than 
Jill. So I was born in 65. (laughs) She was born. Jill is born in 75. And Emily is born in 85. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? 10 years. And then I have a brother too. He's not 10 years. He's not 10 years. He's, uh, he's in, the interesting thing about that is he's in between. So Tim, my brother is in between my two boys age. So uncle Tim. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those families. Interesting. I didn't realize that. And and I and I I really just chose to say this because for the listeners out there, there's a lot of people who have these kind of weird family situations I don't now. It's that weird. It's kind of weird. Like Uncle Timmy is the same age as I mean, he's one year younger than my oldest yeah. and a year older than my my middle. They it, don't call him Uncle Timmy. They sometimes do, do just they? to be funny. Just to be funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had that a bit though. I mean, when I say it's not that weird. I remember in Little League, we had a couple Little League teams where an uncle and a, and a nephew were on yeah. the same team. I mean, it just, I mean, and I think people, you know, it, kids of the 80s, we, we started experiencing it. Now probably, I mean, divorce is like yeah, pretty commonplace. Before it really wasn't. It really took off in the 80s. It like really, it, it really stuck. It really, <laughs> people were really committed to getting divorced in the 80s. <laughs> it really happened. Um, okay. My next one is I, uh, this is also a college moment. Uh, it, it was, it was a watershed moment for me though. I'm not one to, um, go to a march or a protest or a camp out or anything. And it's just part of my personality. You wouldn't go. I have not in my adult years. Now, let me just back up by saying when I was in college there, I went to Brigham Young and there was a couple of rapes that happened on campus Mm. and of course the whole school as it should goes on lockdown well what's the first thing the administration decides to do if a young lady is seen after dark on campus you will be ticketed oh so (laughs) punish the women for getting raped was basically (laughs) not funny not cool at all guys but that was the answer so they had people posted all around campus men who had on like these reflective vests and if you needed to you know get somewhere whatever you could ask this person to escort you that in itself is just rife with problems as well but um anyway i had this very progressive teacher my women's lit teacher I think women's lit teachers are usually pretty progressive. She was, she was radical for the time. <laughs> and at BYU, oh my gosh, she was like lighting people's hair on fire with all of her thoughts, you know. Um, she took offense to that answer to that. Rightly so. And 100%. And so she got us all together. Anyone who was interested, meet here at this time and let's talk about this. And so I... It was a talk. It wasn't a protest. Oh, it becomes a protest. Oh, nice. So I met with a bunch of friends. There were a lot of people at this at this meeting. Like how many is a lot? Like a hundred? Probably. Oh, nice. Just at this initial meeting. Sure, sure. Um, and she said, we don't have to take this. We're not going to take this. And here's how we're going to show. burn your bra? Here's how, just hold up. No, there's no bra burning. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, I've always wanted to do that. It just would by the be way. great. <laughs> what a flame that would be. <laughs> not for you, but for me. No, mine would be just like a little baby firecracker. Um, <laughs> so we meet um, and she says, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, pro- we're going to march. And we're like, yes, we're going to march. And so posters were made. You made posters. Flyers were made. Oh, yes. Some t-shirts were made. Oh, what and did this- the t-shirts say? Hell no, we won't stay home. Like, what do you, what do you say on these kind of things? 
fight, fight, take back the night. Oh, that is pretty freaking good. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I'm laughing fight, about fight, it now. Take back the night. It's yes. not. It's I shouldn't be making fun, but here, I like it. Here was my journey. It, that was planned for a couple nights down the road after this initial meeting. And there, then suddenly, uh, flyers started appearing in the, the English building um, saying, fight, fight, take back the night. We're not being treated properly. Some of it has, you know, some of it was not great. And anyway, it's, you know, because then it starts to get real blamey. You know, like, here's a picture of the president of the university and he's not doing it right. You know, this kind of thing. It's just like, okay, we all need someone to blame. I get it. Anyway, the night came for the big march, and we marched down on Center Street in downtown Provo. Mm. And there was fight, fight, take back the night. And I got about a half a block down, and I went, oh, man, this is not for me. Really? I oh, just, I would have been all about it. I would have been, uh, yes. I was, for some reason, I was just like, I don't know. I don't like this. What was your... Were you feeling like it was overkill for it what it was? It was an overstatement. Yeah. And it, in retrospect, it probably wasn't an overstatement. You can't ticket young women for walking on campus alone because there's a serial rapist. <laughs> That's not the answer. And I think now I'm even more incensed than I probably was then. Sure. Because at like 19, you're like, whatever, where's my next meal coming from? You know, that kind of yeah. thing. I was like, I dipped out and walked home. You, by yourself you were not I to did do that. but I wasn't on I wasn't on BYU campus I was oh. just city of Provo what are they gonna do yeah. yeah I ran back to my apartment and I was like oh and then the next day there was there was pictures on the front of the Daily Universe which was the, the newspaper at BYU I was not in any of them there was no such thing as social media or cell phones at the time or I would have been I anyway that's my only march Wow. And I dipped out of it. So I'm really not much of a... See, as a journalist, journalist, I would have thought you would have been like Mr. Marcher no, or Miss Marcher. As a journalist, I have to keep it right down the middle. True. I can't... Well, that's not how it is anymore. So I didn't know that's how it well, was. Well, at then. the time, I had to keep it right like down it the middle. Actu- it was actually like really reporting stuff, not your opinion. So that's my excuse. It, <laughs> I think that's my excuse. Thank you for giving me my excuse all these years later. Thank you, Denise. Do you regret not staying in the march? No, I regret going in the first place. Oh, really? I mean, it. W- I wasn't being sincere about it. I was caught up in groupthink. So I shouldn't well, have done it. that's interesting that you thought about it that early on instead uh-huh. of afterwards. Like, I shouldn't have really been there, but... I shouldn't have done it. I would have stayed. But at the same time... What bad can happen from this? You should rise up and go against that thought of women will be given a a ticket because there's a man out there raping them. Are you out of your mind? It's the worst response to anything I've ever heard in my life. But but I, I was not there for the right reasons. And so I probably shouldn't have been there. And I felt it immediately. I was like, I, this is not for me. And that's split. good. So that's, that's that's really that's really wise. That's it. There you and go. 19. <laughs> okay. Well, I have. I mean, if anyone knows me, I'm pretty conservative. I, you know, I'm I'm just kind of a basic person. Like I'm not anything, but I have a tattoo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You know I have Where a is it? It's on my booty. It's on the booty. It's on my like booty hip area. It's it's Upper. under a bathing suit. You can't see it. No one can see it unless I show it to you. What is it of? It's a butterfly. Not Is it a butterfly? It is. 
I, for some reason, I had written this as it's a heart in my mind. No. It's a butterfly. It's a butterfly. Okay, tell the story behind you getting this tattoo. So I'd been married one year. And um, at the time, I, and I, I wasn't drunk or anything, but um, <laughs> good. Okay, I, was, good. I was young. Um, I was 23 or 24. And I remember it was a year after I got married. It was like one day, two days before our first anniversary, I believe it was. And I only remember this because my our cousins got married on September 9th. And we got married September 10th. And I we got our tattoos on September 8th. And I say we. I was going to say, you said we. Hod doesn't have a tattoo. Absolutely not. No. Um, I was sitting in his parents' backyard. He was working at the time with his father for a company, um, freeway construction company. And my mother-in-law and I were in the backyard at their Mission Viejo home. And we decided, we were reading magazines. And I saw an article in a woman's magazine about tattoos. And I said, oh my gosh, I think it would be so fun to go get a tattoo. I had been down in Laguna Beach for whatever reason and I remember there was a tattoo shop called Laguna Tattoo and my mother-in-law at the time is going through something I could tell because she had cut her hair real short and blonde and she had lost a lot of weight at the time and there was just something going on she was super fun and open to it and she was like we should just go down and do it so literally and I was like my husband will think it's really cool He'll think it's sexy. Oh, you thought that at the oh, time? Oh, yeah. I thought Hod would think it's sexy. Oh, man. Okay. I really thought he would. Okay. And I thought my father-in-law is going to probably be mad at her. Right. But I Because they're care. kind of older. Yeah. Conservative. I mean, I mean, at the time, they were younger than I am probably right now, yeah, right? right. But so anyway, or maybe right around the same age. So we go down there yep. and uh, we get tattoos. We get matching tattoos. Mine's in pink and blue and hers is in pink and green. Oh. And um, we come home. Um, the guys get home from work. I tell Hod, meet me over at your parents' house. I have a surprise for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Long story short, he was not happy. Hod was not happy. Nope. You thought he was going to think it's super sexy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought he'd think it's really cool. Very cool. And so this is like 1989. This is a long time ago. Yes. This isn't like everyone now tatted up which is art now yeah then and, and, it was and, kinda... and that was that was what their motto is and was probably i don't know if it still is but it was it, i think it was uh tattooing in the name of art or something you know it was and it is art it's gorgeous yeah. stuff right? right but anyway he was not impressed my father-in-law loved it <laughs> the opposite totally opposite <gasps> complete opposite oh. it was so it was so disappointing i didn't do it for hod anyway i i i didn't think much of it yeah and i didn't put it somewhere like it wasn't on my neck or something right. you know like no tramp stamp on <laughs> oh, the back the or anything face tattoo yeah that's always a mistake yeah right so um anyway yeah it i have a tattoo have you ever thought about having it removed no you would never have it removed no did I, your kids see it when they were young yeah were I you ever care. like no. i hate this thing nope i never see it and on top of it unless i look and on top of it We've had this conversation, and it might be coming out on some of our pods, but I don't have a lot of regret. I don't have a regret. Right. I don't care. Yeah. It's a tattoo. All right. It doesn't make me who I am. 
Oh, a lot of people don't know that about you. They they do now. <laughs> they do now. They do now. They do All now. right, we're out of time on this teeny tiny tag, so we're going to wrap it up here. Even though we're short, we're not. We didn't do five each, but that's a. So we'll save it for next time. Oh, we have a lot more to share. A lot more to share. We also want you to share. Don't forget, DM us on um, our Instagram or on Twitter, Two Average Girls Podcast. Let us know what your Uber experience has been. We'd love to read it on air. This is Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We're Two Average Girls. See you next time. (laughs) 